How much time do you want for your progress? progress. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and V.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. Dr. Hayes, today is Friday, July 15th, 2022. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Well, thank you again, Dr. Cooper. I'm excited. What are we going to talk about today? Well, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, but I, I, I kind of want to start this before we hit some of the topics. You know, our president is in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I think he's going to beg for gas release after he called those people kind of not so nice for ordering the the killing of uh, Khashoggi a few years ago. Uh, that was So you got to be careful what you say because you might have to eat your words. And then we got the Brittany Griner stuff. Uh, everybody's jumping on her bandwagon to free BG. She should have been free, but we'll see how that's going to work. Now the NBA players are chiming in, and I'm grateful, even though there's some clap back about comments that uh, LeBron James shared, and he just spoke truth, but that's okay. You know, like he said, she should have been here. She's a U.S. citizen. We should have did all we could have done to help her. And then we got the death of Ivana Trump, uh, the, the first wife of the Donald who gave him that title, uh, she said, don't just get a divorce, get everything uh, from the First Wives Club. Uh, she she did a whole lot. Uh, I'm not going to disparage her legacy because she was a woman in her own right. I should say that Trump was married to Ivana because she's the one that brought him up out of the murk and the mire and lived the true identity of an American dream from the Czech Republic uh, while it was still called that. But anyway, Dr. Hayes, this is what I want to say. So... I did my two-mile walk today, and I, I went and sat in a sauna. And before I got into the sauna at the gym, I, I had to go and relieve myself because I've been rehydrating with this fantastic watermelon-infused Gatorade. It's real good. I'm not trying to plug it, but that watermelon-infused Gatorade is lovely. Um, but So I go in there to the restroom. And this gym is where a lot of the senior citizens go. So everybody's extremely careful, et cetera, et cetera. But I go in there, and this is the second time I've run into this woman. She, she bikes, and uh, she must have had to use the restroom real, real bad because she was in there. And I finished up, and I goes over to the sink, as I normally do with the hygienic practices. And this woman who is melanemic as Jane Goodall, um, uh, Jane Elliott would say she's melanemic. Uh, she just walks out the toilet. And I said, in the name of Jesus, 
That's why we're going to have corona and monkeypox because folks don't know simple hygienic practices. In the U.S. of A, we wash just our hands after we use the toilet. We just don't get from the stall and go out in the midst of a pandemic. Come on, Dr. Hayes. If I hadn't seen it on July 15th, 2022, I would have said, you lying. You mean to tell me people still not washing their hands, socially distancing. I mean, disease prevention, the spread of hepatitis, all of those things, E. coli. Wash your hands. That's the simple thing that we can do. She didn't even get hand sanitizer. I was so livid. I had to go in that steam room to let off some steam. And I said, I just don't want to touch no other places. Then I thought about the elderly people that were there. I'm like, you're not even. Love yourself enough to love your neighbor. Or what were we saying yesterday in Bible study? Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek what's good for you. Come on, talk back to me. How do we seek what's good when we are so selfish and self-centered? Come on, well, Doc. That that creates sort of a <clears throat> condition uh, that uh, makes it very difficult to to live live a life um, in service. That's, I think that's the problem. They have no concept of service. And um, it's all about them. You know, they think about themselves more than anything else. And they have developed a lifestyle of selfishness. I don't know what the cure is for that, except they be thrown in a jail somewhere where they can't get everything they're used to getting. And they learn a real appreciation for it. Or they fall uh, ill to some disease that that uh, <clears throat> incapacitates them to the degree where they have to depend on everyone else to do for them. And those whom, for whom they did nothing don't have a real urgency about doing for them. Oh, I can think of several conditions that might help, but they wouldn't be pretty. I just, I, I just don't understand. And maybe, just maybe, we we might be a little more germ conscious that we need to. I don't know, but I'm gonna wash my hands. I'm not gonna let a dog or cat jump on my sink while I'm cooking. Or that's normal public health policy. Every place you go to, they make their workers wash their hands before they leave. It's all part of public policy. And why we got to tell people to do that, Doctor? Hey, why we got to post signs? Wash your hands if you touched your butt. You know. Well, we have you know you know some of us are very germ conscious, and I think some of the, some of that has come back on us to make us to- totally vulnerable to things. But I think there ought to be a balance, and that's one of the things that if you're going to function in the public. You're going to be in public facilities around other people that you do not know. You expect that everybody would follow those rules, but they don't. They don't think they have to follow any rules about anything. That's just, you know, that that just shows you who they are. So speaking of hand washing, 
You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the the family of Emmett Till discovered the arrest warrant down in um, that was hidden in Mississippi. Well, uh, a few hours ago, the woman Carolyn Bryant Dunham, in her memoirs, of course, she was twenty one years old. Emmett Till was fourteen. Uh, and, and in her memoirs and what she's alleging now, she's she's still alive. She yet alive. She in her eighties. Her her um her brother or brother in law was a governor of Mississippi and ironically has been brought up on the welfare fraud that involved Brett Favre, NFL. They got all of this money, $77 million in the state of Mississippi been misappropriated. Some of it went to some of the universities to build all this other kind of stuff. But anyway, this woman denies that she ordered Emmett Till, that, that she's lying. She's trying to wash her hands from the blood that's on her. She didn't take her ass to jail. Arrest her. Yes, they, she didn't take her butt to jail and her brother-in-law too. If it wasn't for her saying what she said to her husband, you said, get it right. Cause I was going to say a word. <laughs> <laughs> they never think they think they can get away. They think they can get away, but the truth is out. That's what she cannot stop. She may not serve a day in jail, but the truth is out that that little boy didn't do anything. And so we know he didn't do anything to deserve what he got, but he didn't do anything at all. He was lied on. There's a, uh, I was, I didn't read the whole article, but there was an article on a man who spent 25 years in prison and the state awarded him 7 million, 7.5 million for it. Now that's a rarity. He's a black man. When he in Kansas city, I believe. Um, I'm not sure. I saw it. I'm not sure. He was exonerated. Yeah. And um and so some some states are acknowledging these these uh crimes. I call them crimes because the police pinned it on somebody so they could, you know, close a case. That's what they do. But um I think it's terrible, and I, all I can say is we we need to keep exposing the truth, and the truth will always win out. And some of these jokers are still alive because the truth hadn't come out on them yet, but it will. It will. And this 85-year-old woman relied on Emmett Till. She has suffered. Trust me, she has suffered many days because of it, because the world has never let it go. That's the thing. You can't, you know, if you st- if you could hide, you know, what you've done and move on and never have to hear about it again, that's one thing. But for people who continue to keep the story alive, she's had to deal with that her whole life. And even now, um, the whole truth has come out. So, uh, okay, so now we're going to do something real positive. Uh, we've touched on all of that craziness, but I don't know if you remember, I believe it was under President Obama's administration where he 
commissioned uh, the U.S. Treasury to have uh, Harriet Tubman replace Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill. And it was supposed to have been done under Trump's administration. It was supposed to be ready and rolled out by 2018. Well, that didn't happen. So here we are today, still waiting on the $20 bill with uh, Harriet Tubman on there. And maybe, just maybe, our rate of inflation might go down. I don't know. It's like at 9.1%. Put Harriet on that $20 bill. But here's the, here's the beautiful thing, Dr. Hayes. So in 1992 or 1994, I had the ultimate privilege of hosting an icon in U.S. history. And her name was Dr. Dorothy I. Height. She is a member of my sorority, past national president. We hosted the national convention in St. Louis, and I was her personal uh, attendant. But even with all our historicity with the National Council of Negro Women, et cetera, one of the things that I felt on my face was holding her hand. I held the hand of Dorothy Height, who shook the hand of my spiritual ancestor, Mary McLeod Bethune. <laughs> and that's what I sat there holding Dorothy I. Height's hand that fell like cotton. And folks had to pull me and say, I said, do you realize that I just shook the hand of the hand that knew Mary McLeod Bethune personally? I mean, Mary McLeod Bethune, I channel her spirit because this woman, so sweet potato pie, she took what she knew how to do. And created a school to educate girls. This woman was an educator par excellent. An educator who, who knew what it meant. It didn't make any sense for me to have the knowledge if my community didn't have the knowledge. And so she sold sweet potato pie. She knew she could cook. And she raised that money to build an institution called Bethune College. Now it's Bethune-Cookman University in Florida, in the state of Florida. Florida is the only state in the U.S. that has removed a Confederate icon out of statutory hall and replaced it with this brilliant, bodacious black woman. That's something to celebrate in the midst of everything. And it didn't really get much traction in the news. But I mean, I have been floored thinking there is movement. Don't miss it. Even in the state of Florida to recognize this gift and the historical black institution is still alive and well today. Come on, talk back to me, Dr. Hayes. Well, that's what I say. You know, a day of reckoning does come. And uh, justice, although whatever that thing is about the arc of justice, uh, justice is God's will. And God's will will be done. And I think that's the hope that we have to hold on to is that uh, someday all of this will be made right because they have done a lot of wrong. But if we continue to live out of that spirit that possesses us and to do in spite of 
and to do the best that we can, as you said, with what we have and make it work for other people. Justice will come for us. And since life is on a continuum, uh, we, we say we may not live to see it. Well, she says she's on the, the banks of glory. She's seeing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we may not see her see it. But she sees it. And that's what I say. The good that we do will never die. It continues to live on in the lives and the spirit of those who have benefited from it. So those people who never do anything for anybody else, they have nothing to remain. When they die, they do die because nobody remembers them for anything good. So God's justice prevails uh, in the earth. And no matter how ugly you have found the capacity to be, God can fix it. And I, that sounds like old time religion. I guess it is, but it's good enough for me. And uh, when we see evidences like this, that it is true, then we can hold our hope uh, that things will make a difference if we continue to persist in what is right and do what is good for as many people as we can. And so we celebrate Educator Par Excellent, Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune, advisor to President Roosevelt, also good friends with his wife, Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, in fact, FDR um, appointed her, I believe, as the National Youth Administration Office of Negro Affairs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she it was not to make a reputation for herself. I think that's the thing that we we have somehow missed the mark because everybody is trying to celebritize themselves and have their one moment in fame and all of that kind of stuff. But our people whose shoulders that we stand on and can now push us as members of the greater cloud of witnesses, they did the work for a movement, not for a moment. And their legacy is a legacy that we can say, okay, Shirley Chisholm, this is who Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris Pull back in history because she ran for the presidency in the 70s. But Vice President Kamala Harris called out Shirley Chisholm. And we have to remember our ancestors and those who paved the way for us. We just didn't happen. No. Lest we forget Gethsemane. (laughs) Lest we forget the agony of those who came before us. It's not easy. And this life isn't about us. It's about the future. Absolutely. So thank you, Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune, for making those sweet potatoes. I baked, I barbecued pulled pork, raising resources for my congregation when I served in Lincoln. I said, if Mary McLeod Bethune can do it, I can too. (laughs) Use what you got. Yeah, it is empowering. These stories tend to empower us. They had so little. 
but we have so much. And with the access to the resources that we have, we could do a whole lot more, Dr. Coop. But we have and this. We should, maybe we, this will excite some people and encourage others to go and do even more than we have done for others, not for ourselves, but those who will come after us. That's why we have to make sure those pipes get in the ground. And everybody can have clean water. That's why you have to go dig wells uh, around the world so people can have clean water. And this seems like a menial task and you don't need education to do it. Right. But look how it helps thousands and millions of people around the world. The simple things that we can do make a difference and we need to value them. It, it does, Dr. Hayes. And it reminds me, and I'm going to try to pull this up as we keep talking, what a difference one person can make. Um, uh, I want to um, play this little clip right here. As soon as it comes up. I think this says it all. If I can help somebody. I can I help Mahalia Jackson. Somebody as I travel that's our hope and you know Mahalia Jackson help Martin Luther King that's right he never would have given that speech if she hadn't said tell us about your dream that's right tell the story in a word Word of encouragement. Our soul goes a long way. I somebody from doing this is my dad's thing song then my living It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to have you join in with us today. Remember that everything will be all right until we meet again. Stay safe and well.